Paul tells us in our second reading, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from you, it is a gift from God. It is not from works, so no one may boast. And this is something that all Christians agree on. Our salvation comes from God. It's not because we pray so many Hail Marys. It's not because we come to Mass so often. It's not because we help the poor. There is no work that repairs the damage that our sins cause or that the sin of Adam and Eve caused with original sin. It's only by the redemption of Christ the Son who allows us to be reunited with the Trinity, to make it to heaven one day. Redemption means to pay back to ransom someone, to pay what is owed to get someone back. Christ Jesus ransomed us on the cross. Salvation is our connecting to that, our ticket, so to speak, to that ransom, to that redemption. That's when Paul says salvation, or you hear that any time, that's what that means. It's our being connected to Christ's redemption, his redeeming sacrifice. For grace you have been saved through faith. So saved, connected to the redemption. And remember, in the Bible, at anywhere in church documents or anywhere, grace and the Holy Spirit are synonyms. You can put an equal sign there. Anytime you hear the word grace, just put in Holy Spirit. It'll make a lot more sense. It's a little more concrete. For by the Holy Spirit you have been saved through faith. It's not from works so that no one may boast. The Holy Spirit, through baptism, through the sacraments that Christ has given us, but through baptism specifically, connects us to the redemption. We are saved through baptism. We are saved through the working of the Holy Spirit. And what does it mean by saved through faith? Simply, the even saying the act of faith. Even saying, I accept Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior, which is not a thing in our vocabulary, but other Christians use that. To say, I accept Jesus, that's an act. To accept is to act. It is a work to do that, to accept it, to accept the faith. As Catholics, we understand works in their place, and we understand faith in its place. It's both and. So, by the Holy Spirit, you have been saved through faith, either as an adult, you've accepted the faith, or your parents, if you were baptized as an infant, they wanted the Holy Spirit, they wanted grace, they wanted the Holy Spirit to be on you, to be in you, so that you could be connected to Jesus' redeeming act on the cross. So that faith is the acceptance of reality, is the acceptance of the Holy Spirit. An analogy would be, if you want a vaccine for something, you accept that that vaccine exists and it's real and that you want it to be stuck in your arm. That is faith. That is accepting faith. That's a work to accept it into your arm. But if you don't have it in you, it does no good. If you don't have the Holy Spirit through baptism in you, then you're not saved. It's not good. It's not good for you. And why am I breaking all of this down for you in such a kind of logical way? One, to educate you a little bit. Two, because my homily is actually super short and I needed to fill out the time a little bit. But it's important to know these terms because when we hear Paul, these are some terms that we can just be can gloss over, can just go over our head and not understand. But he means specific things with all of them. 
and the church always does as well. So when we're talking about saving grace or Jesus, in any of my prayers, Jesus, you know, by your act of love, you saved us. God came, did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him, that the world might be connected through to his redeeming sacrifice on the cross. But we have free will, and if we do not accept that redemption, then we are not saved. And accepting that redemption is more than just a personal act. I mean, it is. It takes the will to say, I accept it, but... You show that acceptance by receiving baptism. You show that acceptance by coming to Mass. You show that acceptance by the way that you live as a disciple of Christ and to ask for God's life within you, which we get through prayer. We get through, primarily, the sacraments, all of the sacraments. Two weeks ago, if you remember, when I was up here, I don't know if I looked real bad, but I was in a really crummy mood. I was just in a really crummy mood. I just, it, I wasn't sick. I was just bent out of shape about life. I was bent out of shape because I knew I needed to get to confession, and it had been way too long for me, for my normal, I'm not going to tell you how long, because then you'll remember, but <laughs> much longer than I normally go. And for me, as I think with all of us, if we really stop and pay attention to how we act, how we feel God's movement in our life, and how we treat others, that when we let confession go for longer than a month, when we let it go longer than we really ought to, depending on where we're at in life, we don't feel the Holy Spirit move in our life. We don't feel God moving, guiding us, nudging us, giving us his guiding hand to lead us through life. And so all we have left, really, is our own fallen nature to lead us. People come to me all the time, and so this is where, for me, is the same thing. I've been extra mean, I've been extra angry, it's hard for me to forgive, and then they tell me, oh, it's been a full year since my last confession, or as long as I've gone, as long as I went. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course it is, because even if you've only had venial sins, it's like an Ohio day, kind of like today. Each venial sin is a little cloud that shows up in your sky. And eventually, it becomes a normal Ohio overcast day where you kind of can see the sun, but you're not as warmed by it. You're not as warmed by God. You can't see as clearly as you could before. And though you're not dead in sin, as you would be with mortal sin, we need the wind to come through, the Holy Spirit to come through and blow those clouds away so that we can be generous, we can be forgiving. It can be easier to hear God's work in our heart, in our life, what he wants us to do. It can be much easier to be a disciple of Christ. And so I did go to confession last week, thank the Lord. And it's so much easier to smile and to be happy and to not let the things of this world, the things that are going on right now, get me down. I still want to work for against them. I still want to pray for the betterment of the world. But it doesn't consume me like it did two weeks ago, where I was just angry and whatever I said, I'm sure I was biting my tongue a lot because I'm sure there were things I wanted to say, but I'm glad I didn't because it wasn't what God wanted me to say. It's just what I wanted to say. Jesus came into the world not to condemn, but to save, to save through baptism. And when we go to confession, one of the major graces that we get is our sins are forgiven, so we are brought back to the purity of the moment of our baptism. It all comes back to that. Confession just brings us back to the moment of baptism. 
so that we can be pure, we can act pure, and we can start over. And that's how much God loves us, of course. So I'm asking all of you to reflect on your own life and how much better you feel after you go to confession and how much easier it is to be a disciple. Even if you have a habitual sin that you're struggling against, it's still so much easier to refrain from it or to fight against it and to be a true disciple. Be someone who acts like and feels like they have eternal life within them with constant or with frequent use of the sacrament of confession.